All right, guys, welcome back to Raging Workaholics presented by Simple On Solutions. Sarah, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I am feeling good, too. Just got off a little COVID. Uh Kind of hear a little bit in my voice, but I'm feeling much better than I was before. Good. Um, Locked and loaded. Not that I ever even lost a step. (laughs) Right. Uh You know, I wasn't in bed, you know. Lies. You know. And please come bring me soup. There was none of that. All right. I bet. I bet. Anne may have a different story. Yeah. Well, well luckily, I'm the one with the podcast and she doesn't have mm-hmm. a podcast. So okay. Okay. you get to hear one side of it. <laughs> um, But yeah. Well, feels good to be back. Sarah, you're looking good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, spe- speaking of feeling good, I'm going to be feeling good in about okay, the one. Month and a half. Yeah. When I'm gonna be working on my lawn. I know. It's gonna be warm this weekend. So I gotta uh smelt that snow. I gotta go into the utility closet where I got the simple on solutions stocked and ready to go. Yeah. And I gotta uh blow the dust off the bottle mm-hmm. from the winter. Mm-hmm. Um little David Lee Murphy. Uh there might be a little dust on the bottle, yeah. but don't let it fool you about what's inside. Exactly. Yep. Simple Lawn Solutions only gets better with time. <laughs> um, awesome. Guys, if you want to be dominating your lawn in a month and a half as well, you got to go to simplelawnsolutions.com. Um, fertilizers, lawn foods, plant foods, um, weed killers, all that kind of stuff. They got it on simplelawnsolutions.com. You want to have the best looking lawn in the neighborhood? Go there. They'll take care of you. Yes. All right, Sarah. Miles. What do we got for a topic today? Today, we're going to talk about your top five, the people you spend the most time with, how you become like them. How do you choose them? What do you do when sometimes somebody that was in your top five is no longer in your top five? Well, um, I like to view this analogy as if we are all in a boat. Okay. Um, so I just call this squad your boat. Okay. Um, perfect. So and I thought about when you said someone's no longer in the boat. Yeah. Did you throw them overboard, Sarah? <laughs> I had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did, you you know. ma- did you make them walk the plank? Z- no, I did not. Make Poking them, them from the behind. Plank. Yes. That Leave is them for totally, the sharks. Totally. My personality just said beep. And you're out. Uh, no, it was more of a, I've had recent conversations with people who were in my boat before, and that was more due that they were because of proximity or job, or you just spent more, just spent more time together. And then how it feels so different after a couple of years of not being yeah, in that. Proximity. I, uh, I have a, I feel like I have an interesting take on this, Yeah, but Will you explain to the people kind of what you think the boat is, how it works, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what the effect your boat has on you? Yeah. So there's a couple different sayings. You are the company you keep. You are the um, average of the top of the five you People you spend the most time with. Holy, I can't spell or spell. I can't. I definitely can't spell. I can't even speak. today you need uh, some of this? yeah apparently i haven't had enough caffeine this morning um so those types of concepts and seeing it show up in real life i mean you you know those things are true let's just say um but when it comes to like trying to intentionally level up and or 
just being okay with things that are changing in your life too. Sometimes there's sadness because relationships change. Yes. Um, I think that part of that, like changing and I think what happens when you have a group of people you spend the most time with, right? It's most often your spouse, your people that you work with most at work. Mm -hmm. um, And then maybe a couple friends outside of that is like, if you put them in the top five, that's who it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I think what's tough one is sometimes just because you love your spouse and marry them and you guys have babies together and all that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the best, like all the time, like supporting you and all that stuff. And so I think that gets hard Mm -hmm. when it comes to like, well, unless it's like really toxic, like you can't just like get a divorce because you're like, yeah, they're just not motivating enough for me, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think can be tough. Um, I think sometimes too, when it comes to the top five people you hang out with, it's really hard to tell if they're good for you or bad for you most of the time. Right. In it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. like it's easy to be like, yeah, I need to find some new friends when they're like shoving drugs down your throat. And you, know, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are boozing four nights a week. Like you're yeah. probably like, ah, yeah, this is a pretty obvious sign. Yeah. But what about if it's just like little small comments here and there of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I don't know if I would do that or. Right. You know, like. Like negative, negative, people. just slight negative, like negativity that really just kind of suppresses what you can do mm-hmm. over time. It's like, it's almost like you're there and then they put like a little thin sheet over top of you. Yeah. And every time they do a comment, it's just, they just add like a little another sh- thin sheet. Yeah. Where at first it's, you barely notice yeah, it, right? They're protecting. Me it's almost even. like there's just saran wrap on you, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you can still like see. Yeah, it's it's like saran wrap, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. but then you put enough layers of saran wrap over, you can't see through it. It's no. pretty heavy, and it, you can't get out of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, it's really hard to notice that when it's happening, mm-hmm. just because it's like, ah, well, he's just kind of busting my balls or whatever. Yeah. But I think that. It's really tough when it's just slight, like negativity or slight things that keep your, you know, how big you think or Mm -hmm. what's possible. You know, they're always just like, well, we can't do this because of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Miles, you want to go on a trip? Well, geez, that's sure a lot of trips this year. Are you sure? And it's like, well, yeah, I can afford it. So. Why not? Are you, you know? talking about a certain situation? No, I just like saying like <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that are like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people deal with this within their own immediate family of like yep. parents, siblings. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that I'm lucky and blessed to one, have a personality that's like a little bit less affected by the people around me. I kind of just like. Honestly, if they tell me something negative, I probably end, like view it as I'm going the opposite way, yeah. which is good. Uh-huh. So I got lucky. I think that my personality does well with that. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that part of, a lot, big part of my success is my family and the people around me have always been like pretty supportive, even if that support was not to my like they were supportive to my face. Yeah. 
Uh, they probably were like, this guy's nuts. Yeah. They're like, no. oh, here we go again. When Mary and Mike were talking about you, they were really talking about, wow, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, but exactly. Here you are. But yeah. luck- luckily I had the the people around me that would say the positive things to my face and the negative <laughs> things behind closed doors. Just normal Midwest stuff. Yeah, That's which is good. good. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I agree with that negativity part. And it's it's very hard to see when you're in it. Because you're like, oh, this is, or I'm just solving problems, or that's just the way that they are. But here's all these other good things, or whatever. But once you rid yourself of that, or or modify who your top five is, it is kind of um, like a weight lifted, like the Saran wrap. I'm out of the Saran wrap. Yeah, I, I didn't see. Think it when about I was if in you it. were like, if someone just on your head. Yeah. Obviously, you can still breathe, right? It's hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> They started wrapping your head in saran wrap. You have the thingy. Yeah, yeah, you have a straw. straw. Yeah, yeah. Going up. And you wrap your head in saran wrap and then someone to cut it off, like how good that would feel, especially if like you were outside and it was like 80 degrees, like sweaty (laughs) and like, ugh. You can breathe again. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. We are going to wrap you in saran wrap pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh Oh, God. That would be terrible. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I imagine that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... Yeah, here's, I've never like been like, all right, I'm intentionally cutting this person out of my life. Yeah, me either. For me, it's always been, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. They're probably not going to come along with me on that just like because they are negative. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to go do it. And then eventually you just part ways and you see each other once in a while and whatever. Like, um, I also... Listen to this take. Okay. Agree or disagree. Uh-huh. I think you do need to have a period of time in your life where you've had a really bad boat. Oh. Where mm-hmm. you've had a really bad five people around you. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would say, not like bad, like they're bad people, but just like not in not in influencing you to make good decisions. It's not a healthy relationship with those individuals. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's not. Yeah. It's just like they're a bad influence for you. Basically, gotcha. it's like when your parents are like, "I don't want you hanging out with that kid. He's a bad influence." Right. Yes. Like, you need to have that at some point in my mind. Like, I think about right after college, uh, I lived downtown Fargo for a full year, and that year. I mean, I'm hanging out with people who do downtown stuff all the time, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. middle of the week out till 3 a.m., like after bar parties and sh- mm-hmm. and shit like that. But it's like I also like think that that was a good period of my life because it was like I got to meet a lot of different people, mm-hmm. get different perspectives on things, all that other stuff. So yeah. it's like almost like you need to have a at some point a, a period of time where you got people that aren't good for you so that you can like learn and grow and, and also know in the future what's not good for right someone mm-hmm. to be close to you. Yeah. And you can have an appreciation for once it, once it is good. You don't have to like share details, but you have a period of time where you're like, yeah, this was clearly the bad boat time oh, of my life. Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't even equate it to like the wrong people or any of that. It was more the time of my life and the yeah. choices that I was making were not positive by any means. Yeah. Like mine, it wasn't the, these people are great people. They're great people. They're yeah. like, yeah, like they're, they would do anything for their friends, yeah. all that stuff. And maybe but like even they just the, wanted to like do bad decisions. Just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I am grateful for that time too. 
got to meet great people and then got to understand what I actually want out of life. And yeah. then without going through that, I don't think I would have come through that. Yeah. I, yeah, a hundred percent. It was, it's like, uh, it's like, I, I love how you told me I didn't have to go into detail. Well, I just, I don't, I don't want you to be like, okay, well, I don't want to talk about this because this and this happened, you know, mm-hmm. but would you learn from, from that time period besides what you don't want? I learned, um, well, and yeah, and that was more of what I don't want for, yeah, some things. But one thing that I learned that I was surprised by is how, um, accepting people are of various people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was making some pretty poor decisions, but they didn't, these people didn't judge me. Yes. And they're maybe, uh, more. Oh, a hundred percent. I grew up you know, Catholic and that whole thing where all it is is judgment of this and that. Mm -hmm. And then you go hang out with people who don't give a flying F what, what you do every day. Like you could literally be doing heroin in the back and walk in and they're just like, what's up, man? Oh, you're doing heroin. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like Uh not for me, but cool, man. You want to have a beer? It's like, Uh uh-huh. What? Yeah, zero judgment and, yeah. and trying to and not that, that that's good or bad because we want to hold people accountable to making good choices. But it's at the time it what it helped me do is to not uh, be quick to judgment with others. Like, yes. I don't know what they're going through. I'm not going to. I 100 percent agree. So that was one of the lessons that I learned in that time. Period. I would be a much worse human being if I wouldn't have gone through the period of life that. I spent time with people who helped me make bad decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Empathy, all that stuff increases, I think, in going through that stuff. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the bad boat part of it. Mm-hmm. I I guess I, I don't know how or like I, I don't have like a time that jumps out where it's like, I, this was the, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time, but those were, that was the best boat I ever was in. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think that once you learn to be, I, I think you can learn to be less affected by your boat too, by the way. Okay. Mm, I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, how do you find new people to hang out with? you eventually have to break free from it anyways and ignore what it is Mm -hmm. and start doing something else. So it attracts more people. Like I think that's how that works. Mm -hmm. You do this behavior. Yeah. This type of people are attracted to you and they get close to you and you hang out with them. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You go do another behavior. Same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think like, when I started doing business, when I started this business, mm-hmm. um, because it was like I was being ambitious and I had goals and I st- was treating it like it was a real business, even though it was me in a storage unit, like messing around all day. Yeah. But treating it like that, it attracted other people who wanted to be a part of a business and something that could grow and like all that other stuff. And yeah. so I think the biggest way to change up mm-hmm. who's in your boat is by just grabbing a paddle and start paddling the boat in a certain direction. And people are going to be like, where are we going? I don't want to go over there. And they'll yeah. just jump off themselves. 
you know? I love that analogy because you're, yeah, you're paddling to a certain direction and they're just not ready to go there. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like, that's what happens even in relationships too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Of, all right, well, you know, you got a boyfriend or girlfriend that is, you know, cool with you doing heroin in the back, but you're like, okay, I'm not doing heroin anymore and I want to not do all these bad decisions. They're going to be like, oh, well, I still want to. So mm-hmm. we should probably break up, huh? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think grabbing the paddle and actually rowing the boat as uh, our guy, uh, uh, what's his, the University of Minnesota's football coach? Oh, crap. Uh, uh, PJ Flex okay. says, okay. You start rowing the boat, mm-hmm. people are going to jump off. Also, there's going to be probably people that see where your boat's going, and they're going to go meet up with you and yeah. jump jump on board yeah. and all yeah. that. So, Yeah, I really like that analogy. So what do you do when you had, so say that you see one of these people, and maybe because you're less emotional than I am, you maybe don't have the, a similar reaction, but you see some of these people, and you like want to interact with them engage with them because you care about them as individuals but it just feels weird yeah it's uh for me it's not like uh i would never not interact with them it's just like i I don't know it's just like a hey how's it going like what are you up to these days type Mm -hmm. of conversation you know Mm -hmm. um i mean i am lucky because it's like they're I'm very public, so like they can be like, "Oh, I saw this going on." Like, clearly, you got some stuff going on, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it's just like, I mean, part of like part of life is just having being friends with certain amount of people in a certain time frame, and there's very few people I believe that like are with you throughout your entire life. Yep. Um. I mean, that's just like how it goes, which is interesting. Like if you wanted to really like get like really deep and whatever, it's like, I don't, why is that a thing? You know, but, uh, yeah, the people are with us for a season versus the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like how fast, how I feel about you can change. Just like you could say one thing to me and then all of a sudden my entire, I now I'm like, all right, get the F out of my boat. You know, I guess it Mm -hmm. blows my mind that humans are that way. Right. Um, but, no, I think that you see people that you used to hang out with and, and do all that. I, I think unless you ended on some sort of like argument and fight, like I think most people are just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then there's always like, we should catch up sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, we should. And then like, there's, you, you never. Really, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's not because like you're being mean or anything. It's no. just like, no. that's just something you say. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just. Every once in a while you do that though. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, go ahead. One thing that I'm struggling with right now is um, like doing my thing and, and being the best that I can be. And um, I don't want, and this is the feeling part of me. I don't want people to feel like I'm different than I was. But you are. I know. I know. But it's still like, I don't want them to feel like I'm unrelatable, I guess. And I bet you feel like that a lot too. Well, but does. Yeah. I mean, you, having the corporate quotes for you, Sarah, doesn't help the unrelatable. You have one? No, I'm saying 
that I you, use corporate quotes. You whipping out corporate quotes, quotes doesn't exactly make you relatable. What am I supposed to whip out? Um, I don't just talk like a normal human. Ugh, I can't just do that. put it. You all you got to do is put things in terms that's just normal conversation. Yeah. But, or the other thing that I try to that I sometimes that I notice that I do is I try to um, use my knowledge and and help them. And they might not, they might just be venting and not need help because yeah. I'd be like, oh, you should read this book or you should do this or. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't do that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, again, I think I'm in like a different scenario. Like people just assume that I'm really busy now. Yeah. Cause I have followers on Instagram, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, it's never like, it's just different now, mm -hmm. which is really weird. Like it's almost when I am relatable now. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, you're just like a normal guy. It's like, well, yeah, I am. Uh -huh. <laughs> I am, yeah. but you just have this perception that I'm not because I have Instagram followers, you know? You're right. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of have the opposite mm -hmm. problem where they like assume I'm going to be oh. not, you mm -hmm. know? Um, or like, it, it, it's so like when you are on the other end, it mm -hmm. makes total sense. But when you're flip-flopped, so for example, like you see people online like, has anyone ever met this guy? Is he like, is he like cool or is he like a douchebag? And it's like, well, and then I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I feel like everyone that I try and meet that, you know, like obviously people have caught me in bad moments and, you know, or yeah. like yeah. there's one example. I think it was like, I was just like, I blacked out and someone had fan had met me and was just like, you know, mm -hmm. I, apparently I was not, I mean, I probably just wasn't responsive because I was completely blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's like a bad experience for them, but it's uh -huh. like, okay, well also kind of relatable. Like we've all been there. <laughs> right. Um, but like I try and like talk to everyone, you know, I, I've never refused a photo or anything yeah. like that. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you're like, well, yeah, I'd spend, I literally will go out of my way on a date with Anne to, make sure that like the person who follows and watches our videos, like knows that I appreciate that and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then people like, are like, I heard that this and that and it's just like, people just make stuff up and it's kind of the opposite, which just blows my mind. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Heard that you were not nice. Would do, And it was, or it was like, they thought they saw me somewhere and I, uh -huh. that person ignored them because if you're yelling miles, <laughs> It's someone it's who's not, not miles. named Miles, they're going to be like, what the F? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but then they never talk to him and yeah. find out that they're not, that's not me. And so then there's just rumors going around that I'm just ignoring people. Yep. You are mm -hmm. kind of a, yeah. a turkey. But mm -hmm. um, I also think it's bullshit to try and like be like, I'm going to find a new boat. It's not how it works. Oh, yeah. Would uh -huh. you agree or disagree? How do I, you think that, how do you find a new boat? Um... So that actually is something that I processed with my coach in December, I think. Oh, you process. What does I that process, mean? Process, like talk through, basically. Okay. Again, Sarah. Yeah. I'm not even that smart. Just, uh, just say talk to. I talk just to. talk to this I guy. I talked to my coach, this one guy, about this one thing, this one time. Um. So what? It, it wasn't like the whole boat. It was more like how do I continue to grow as a human being and as a business leader and who do I need to surround myself to continue to do that? And so we came up with some ideas 
and I haven't executed on them. So there's What's that. What's the execution process? I'll go reach out to XYZ people, the people we came up with. But see, I think the reason why you haven't. Yeah. Because that's not how you build a boat in the real world. No, it is. No, I'm saying I feel like it's not. Okay. Well, I would disagree with you. So I think that you're going to have a much better chance of growing a good boat Mm -hmm. by doing and and creating certain actions that aren't like, hi, I would like to hang out with you. You don't say it like that, but that's basically what you're saying. Mm -mm. I want to pick your brain. You're a a liar. No, that's basically what you're asking. It worked for me. But what I'm saying is, is I, okay. (laughs) Brain blast. Okay. I think what you do is yeah. you have them get into your boat, but you're definitely not in theirs. Right. By doing that. Mm-hmm. I want people in my boat that it's like a two way street yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that going like making a list and DMing people and ask them to go get coffee to pick their brain. Yeah. They're not actually in your boat. Right. They come aboard yeah. and they sh- shake hands mm-hmm. and. You know, they do. You maybe have a little party on the boat with them or dinner, and then they just like, all right, I'm going back to my boat because my boat is way nicer than this one. Yeah. And then they leave and you're stuck with the same boat that you got. Yeah. I don't think that's always the case, though. I think with if you're not trying to level up, then you're not trying. Right. But I think that by. So I have a specific example. All right, let's so in uh, I don't remember what year it was, but there was some time that I heard John Maxwell say that he used to go around the country and ask these leaders these seven questions like what's the what's the book you've read that I should read? What what have you experienced that I should experience? What stuff like that? Who do you know that I should know is one of the questions. That and, is that's a good question. Yeah, they were because, all good because questions. Because that means you're asking someone in your boat to help build the boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But just like going and cold DMing and calling people is well, not, in yeah. my opinion, the best way. And nor would I go cold because when you ask somebody who's in that next level, who do you know that I should know? Then you have now a warm introduction. So the thing about it is, so I probably did like 20 of these in our community, just movers and shakers in the FM community, I right? I did a DM. What the hell? Yeah. Well, yeah. you weren't even a thing then. I'm not, I'm that was when you were in your, in your downtown what, what phase. What year was this, would you say? Oh, it was probably eight years ago. Oh, yeah. I was still in college. You were still in diapers, probably. No. I was like a soft junior in college. Yes. You're way younger than me. Very, very good. Actually, I I think I was in the sixth grade. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Well, well, you were in sixth grade. I was moving and shaking with all the the elites. 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 Um, So I would... um, how I started is with a warm connection, like somebody knew this person, so they connected us. And sometimes it was just a coffee and that's it. And sometimes I were probably maybe so if I did 20 of them, I probably have like eight that I would call um, not maybe in my boat, but in my top 20. Like they would be very comfortable. Ship, not they're, boat. They're in the ship. ship. They're in the vicinity. <laughs> they're, like, in, they're on the Titanic. Yeah. Okay. So like at different points. Po- points over the last eight years 
we've been more close or less close, depending on if they needed anything from me or I needed anything from them. But we're close enough to where if I needed X, Y, Z that they have an expertise in, they would help. So it actually, and then there's other people who I met with who I might like do the hay thing, but that would be it. Yeah. Just because the connection wasn't there. Question. Are they actually in your boat if it's a transactional thing? And transactional can be ideas. It could be, I need you to hook me up with this person, whatever, whatever. Because mm. I view the yeah. people in my boat, it's pretty untransactional. It's like we mm. are in this moving the thing together. Yeah. Um. So none of the pe- those people, it's not transactional. Like They're on the cruise ship, not the lifeboat with you. Uh, yeah. Probably. But we're moving in the same direction. Like we have similar beliefs so we can lean on each other for those things. Yeah. But no, it hasn't never actually been. Well, they, you know, if they want advice or vice versa, if you feel like that's a transaction, but it's not like none of them, none of them. We have exchanged actual money from business to business. Yeah. It's not transactional in that way. It's more like support. Emotionally or psychologically or intellectually. That makes sense. Yeah. So that worked. Um, The thing that I think I was struggling with with that list is um, like uh, that I am I worthy of their time? Like you said, they're in a bigger boat, right? So why would they come to my boat? Yeah. I mean, you just have different approaches, I think. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, which is good because we're different human beings. So yeah. if you tried mine, it wouldn't work. And if I tried yours, it I just, I, which actually is probably to a fault for me is I probably could be a little bit further along, mm-hmm. but it's always like, I'm not going to like wine and dine someone to get their attention and then try and set a meeting. And this, that's like why I actually, at one point after college, like went through the entire course to get my real estate license. Yeah. And then I started uh, like air quotes, just helping a guy who was a commercial real estate guy. Yeah. And like he want my job for him was supposed to be like cold call these people, try and get a meeting set up, this and that. And yeah. I started doing it and I was just like having to like pretend that I like, oh, what's it? you know, like just the bullshit like sales pitch and all that stuff just uh-huh. I couldn't do and I knew that's what real estate was and yeah. I just was like I didn't I didn't I went I paid like 800 bucks to do the course or uh-huh. 400 or whatever it was yeah and then never took the real estate test yeah because I was like off. I can't do this yeah you like things just to happen organically it's I'm a big like hey I had beers with that guy we have some inside jokes now but I also think he'd be great for our business. I think he liked hanging out with me too. Mm-hmm. Now we're friends. Not yeah. like, okay. hello. I my name is Miles. You may have seen me on the You Betcha page. Would you like to meet up for coffee sometime? I'd love to pick your brain. I just yeah. I'm never doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it's like, hey, I'd rather it be like, all right, Sarah, you mm-hmm. got this buddy that I want to, you know, get yeah. to get to know. Mm-hmm. Let's all go to the re- the bar for a beer. Yep. And we sit and smoke and joke. And I just, that's how I'm wired more. Yeah. Of like, I I don't, 
Yeah. So if that makes sense. What I hear you saying is that you're not seeking to level up your boat. You're just rowing in the direction you want to row. And if people hop and, on or and hop And I don't, on. and I don't think a lot of people, like I, f- I understand that that's not how everyone's wired, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm like a, I'm a rower. And then like, if you like, I'll go and I'll meet new people along the way. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where includer is one of my top five strengths. So. I might be rowing, but I'm like, hey, you should come too. Do you want to hold the paddle as <laughs> yeah, well? You- There's room on here for both of us. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. That and I'm is- like, get off my paddle. Go get your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. Also, Tyler, what the F are you doing back there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So different approach to rowing the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rowing the boat. PJ Fleck, baby. Yeah. You have to look at it. That's like his whole motto. They actually like put row the boat on their helmets and everything. I have um, a good friend who's a big U of M football fan who uh, often talks to me about PJ Fleck and how, because he thinks that we think similar, me and PJ. Oh, here we go. We got female female PJ Fleck in the flesh here. I'm much softer. I've seen him. I've seen him. I think I would have a softer approach, but that's just me because- that's what's effective for me. You should try to get him on the podcast. We should. Yeah. You probably would. Yeah. yeah. When's the best time? Probably in the summer. Yeah, because he's not going to be uh, hanging He's getting ready for spring ball right now. Recruiting just kind of is getting wrapped up. Summer. Summer, like June, is like the downtime for college coaches. Okay. Okay. Note that, Ben. All right. So enter into his DM and say... You may not Hello. know. <laughs> you may have the PJ Flex DMs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You may have may or may not have heard of Miles the You Betcha guy, but Yeah. Sweet. Well, that was a lot of uh Mariner talk. That was a lot of uh uh pirate talk. That was a lot of Titanic talk. <laughs> a lot of boats. Pod, a lot of boating. A lot, boating, of, very, a lot yeah. of boats. A lot of ships. Mm-hmm. Various um, sizes. The, yeah. I was going to, there's a, I was going to do the toast for ships. Yeah. There's, I don't know how it goes, but it's like there's blue ships, there's red ships, there's ships that sail the sea. Yeah. But the best ships are friendships and may oh. they forever be. Oh, my. It's deep. But You're not so really sorry. forever be, because if then they're bad in the ship, <laughs> right? You, you might have to maybe boot them off. You're but. rowing so hard that they just fell up. Yeah, yeah, yes, that is okay. true. I'm aware of your. I think sometimes. I think sometimes, uh, you know, people jump off board too when you're rowing, and yeah. then all of a sudden you see a storm coming, and you row towards the storm. Yeah, people jump ship at that point a lot yeah. of times yeah. too. For sure, for sure, people are jumping ship or hopping on. Or if there's an iceberg dead ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just watched Titanic again a couple weeks ago. Really? So, mm-hmm, that's fresh in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Poor guys had to play the violin. I know, right? Yep. Oh, that's man. commitment to your job, though. That is commitment. Yeah. Well, they're going down anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Raging Workaholics. Uh, hopefully, you got some value out of our boat talk. <laughs> um. Whether you are, take the approach that I do, that you just row in a direction and you fill people in your boat, or you take Sarah's approach of um, maybe DMing people, intentionally placing people in your boat and calling out to them, 
hey, you want to be in my boat? <laughs> right. Um, there's many ways to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode.